Thanks for checking out One Church. If you're new to the church or want to learn more about us, you can always go to IamOneChurch.com. Now, here's this week's service. you doing today? Come on, you doing good? We have a saying here, quiet church is a? We're not a dead church, are we? Some of you are like, you're a crazy church. You ain't seen crazy yet. Uh, It's so good to have you here. Uh, My name is Brian Sparks. I'm the lead pastor here at One Church, and we have the honor and the privilege, my wife and I have the honor and privilege of, uh, in our opinion, pastoring the greatest church in the state of Texas, for sure. Um, But uh, this awesome church, uh, One Church, is uh, we're so honored to be uh, a part of what God is doing, Uh, not just uh, in Caddo Mills, but in Sulphur Springs. Come on, give it up for our Sulphur Springs campus. They, uh, man, God's just doing so much there at the Sulphur Springs campus and doing, changing so many lives. I think they had more baptisms today than we did and, uh, because God's just transforming so many people's lives there. And uh, man, isn't it awesome to see what God can do? And, uh, and I love it when God uses technology to help people. Amen. And so, uh, we are one big family. Come on. And so it doesn't matter where you're at. Maybe you're watching online. Uh, we, we invite you no matter where you're at. Anytime you're in the area, please drop in. I promise you we'll make you feel right at home. Come on, everybody give it up for our online community. Awesome. People watching from all over the world. Hey, we've got uh, a great thing happening uh, in May, May 17th and 18th. Uh, we're having a marriage conference uh, in, at both of our campuses uh, in Sulphur Springs and here in Caddo Mills. Uh, we're having a marriage conference. Uh, you can go to imonechurch.com slash XO. Here's the thing. It's no matter where you're at. Maybe, maybe you're thinking about getting married or maybe you're married. Uh, maybe your marriage is going really great and maybe it's not so great. Uh, it does doesn't matter what stage your marriage is in, I've found this, that it's always a great time to invest in your marriage. When everything is going really well, it's a great time to invest in your marriage. When everything is going really wrong, it's a great time to invest in your marriage. And so go to IamOneChurch.com slash XO and get signed up for that. Let's take a look at this video. Every husband has what his wife needs, and every wife has what her husband needs, but we can only get it if we serve each other. The depth of your honesty with each other will ultimately determine the depth of your intimacy. Any problem that you're facing is really not a his and her problem, it's our problem. It doesn't matter what it is. I am one church dot com slash XO get signed up for that and uh, I really believe it's a Friday and a Saturday and I believe it's going to help every marriage because God wants us to have strong and healthy marriages and so uh, if you maybe you know somebody who doesn't even go to this church tell them to sign up get them signed up and and come to this and and because we want we want to help uh, marriages all over so uh, I'm kicking off a brand new series called it's time come on somebody say it's time. 
Acts 16, verse 25 through 30. Acts 16, 25 through 30. While you're getting there, if you, if you don't have a Bible, it will be up here on the screens for you. Uh, just go ahead and turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad to see you at church. Come on. Turn to the neighbor that you chose, that you did not choose, and tell them, you look like you need some church, my friend. Come on. Acts 16, 25 through 30, it says this. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Can I tell you something? If you're a Christian in this place, in times of distress, people are listening to what's coming out of your mouth. People are listening to, are you praising or are you complaining? Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm for we're all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas, and he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, It's Time to Praise. It's Time to Praise. Lord, right now, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from me. They've come to hear a word from you. So, Lord, I pray that you would use me to speak to the hearts and the lives of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said. Amen. You know, my, my father-in-law is an awesome guy, uh, but he is a junker. Come on, any junkers in the house? Some of you. Uh, I, I mean, he was the original American picker. He was always, he's always looking for treasures. He's always looking for things to find. Like he, he, he will, he is not above digging in a dumpster. In fact, uh, the, the, uh, his boy tells a story about one day he was uh, on the bus headed home from a football game. They were nearly back to the high school and somebody goes, Hey, isn't that your dad's truck? And about that time he peeks his head up out of a dumpster and can you imagine the humiliation in a high school student? Come on, your, your dad is digging in the dumpster. But he's always looking for things. He's always looking for uh, treasures, not just for himself, but for other people. And, uh, and sometimes he nails it. Sometimes he doesn't nail it, right? Sometimes he gets the stuff that we're like, great, we're going to re-gift this, <laughs> right? And uh, sometimes he just give, gives us random stuff, but, but a lot of times it's really great. Well, one day about eight years ago, uh, he was out and he found a fireplace screen uh, for, for our fireplace. He, he immediately thought of Crystal and he came in and he's always so proud of uh, how cheap he got it, right? He's like, I just paid two bucks. That's what he said, two bucks. It was only two bucks. And, uh, and so he, he brings this fireplace and it was beautiful. I mean, it was absolutely a beautiful fireplace screen. It was, it was glass and it was, it was like, it had all different kinds of colors and, and it was just beautiful uh, fireplace screen. Crystal loved it. She was like, man, this is awesome. I love it. And she put it up immediately. Uh, well, we, as I mentioned, we have two kids and, and this was eight years ago. Well, one day my wife was in the back room and she hears the dreaded 
crashing of glass, right? And, uh, and she's like, oh my gosh. So she runs out. First thing she does is she, uh, obviously, she checks on the kids to make sure they're okay. And, and they have destroyed this beautiful fireplace uh, screen. She's upset, obviously. She loves this fireplace screen. She thought it was beautiful. But she sweeps it up. She goes about her day. Doesn't think anything about it. But now then, she's got to replace this fireplace screen. She goes out and she looks at all the normal places. Every time she's out and about, she tries to find one. And she never can find one that she likes quite as much as this one. And so uh, she decides, I'm going to get online and see if I can't actually find that one. So she starts doing some really, a, a lot of research. She's digging. She's trying to find it. Come on. And finally, she finds it. And this fireplace screen, turns out, was from Tiffany's. And was selling for over $5,000. Now, in that moment, she got so sick because she realized the value of what she lost. And she said this, I would have treated it so much more, I would have treated it so much differently if I would have known how valuable it was. And here's the thing is that I think a lot of Christians don't realize how valuable and how powerful their praise is. And we treat it commonly and complacently and we walk in and we're like, oh yeah, it is whatever it is and it's just something that we do and we're going to sing a few songs. It's just, it's just a little bit of something to fill time until the good looking pastor, come on, gets up on the uh, up on the stage and preaches a mind-blowing word that's that's what we're here for but here's the thing is that you don't understand the power of your praise you don't understand the value of praise God gave us praise and God gave us worship for a reason because it has the power to loose chains it has the power to change environments it has the power to do way more than we think here Paul and Silas are in a situation and they don't have the answer and they don't know how they're going to get out of it they're not sure what's going to happen. And it says in their darkest hour, in their darkest moments, they didn't feel like it. They weren't like, oh man, this is awesome experience. They begin to lift their praise to God. And what, when you begin to lift your praise to God, when you do what you can do, only, God can do what only he can do. And they begin to lift praise. And it says this, that everybody in the prison got set free. Can I tell you that praise is more powerful than you know? And you might think it's just something to do in the meantime. Praise isn't a time filler. Praise is a problem killer. Praise isn't a time filler, it's a problem killer. And when you get to know that praise is powerful and when we begin to lift our voice and declare God's goodness, God says this, I will inhabit the praises of my people. See, here's the thing, is that when I praise God, God shows up. And when God shows up, anything is possible. The Bible says that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask, think, or imagine. I don't know what your, your situation and I don't know what you're going through right now, but can I tell you, that your praise isn't a time filler it's a problem killer begin to lift your voice because it's time to praise in this place maybe you find yourself and you're in an addiction and you think you can't seem to break it you can't seem to get over it in fact you're struggling with it even now and can I tell you something you come in and you go I don't I, I can't praise I struggle with this addiction can I tell you begin to lift your voice and, and say God I thank you that you are the God that breaks chains God I thank you that you are the God that, that sets captives free and I begin to declare how good he is can I tell you that when you begin to praise praise is a problem for your problem 
Praise is a problem for your problem because you begin to praise and God says this, I'm going to show up and I'm going to show out. Maybe you're here and you're going, man, I got low self-esteem. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve to be here. I don't know if God has a plan for my life. And you begin to praise God. All of a sudden, it begins to change the way you see yourself because the Bible says this, that God says you're fearfully and you're wonderfully made. In fact, he takes it up a step and says, you're a masterpiece. Can I tell you there ain't nobody like you. There ain't nobody on this earth as good as you as what God has made you. And when you begin to understand, I don't have a low self-esteem because the God of the universe created me as an individual to be who God has called me to be on this earth. I am a masterpiece. And when you begin to praise, it becomes a problem for that low self-esteem. Maybe you're sitting here and you're going, you don't understand. I can't praise because my past is too bad. Man, I've done some things I'm ashamed of. I've done some things that I know that I shouldn't have done. I, I've done, in fact, I did some stuff last night. They got me like this. Can I tell you, you don't, the Bible says this, that old things have passed away. All things have become new. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. When you fail, he's faithful. And I begin to praise my God. And all of a sudden, I realize that God has washed it all away. And I can lift my voice in praise. The Bible says this, come boldly into the throne room of grace to obtain mercy to help in time of need. And you begin to understand, God, I'm going to praise you because when I praise you it becomes a problem for my problem I begin to understand how good God is how great he is how much he's done for me and I can't help but sing my praises to God well I don't feel like it I just don't feel like it I'm not a morning person Here's the thing is, I'm a grown man. I don't live my life based on feelings. I, I, I don't live my life based on feelings. I don't feel like it. Well, you know, I like the old stuff. Sometimes I think we just like a time when we actually worshiped. I, I like the old stuff. I like the new stuff. I like it all mixed together. Bring it on. I love it. Why? Because I just want to worship God. I want to live my, well, I prefer that song in the key lay. Because I can show off my vocal range and my neighbors are impressed. It has nothing to do with what I feel in the moment. In fact, I will tell you this. There are times, and this is going to shock you, that I walk in as a pastor and I don't feel like worshiping. <sighs> Take his license away. There's times that I don't feel like it. There's times that I walk in and it's not good. And there's times that I walk in and I go, man, I, I just want to drink a cup of coffee. And I want to cross my arms and sit in that chair and look at our worship leader and go, really, is that all you got? <laughs> not impressive. Like, that's what I want to do. There's times that that's the, the mood that I'm in. But I have found this, that when I feel like crossing my arms, I will raise my hands. Because God is good when I feel like it and when I don't feel like it. When everything's going good and when it's going wrong. When I understand what's happening in my life and when I don't, I'm going to lift my voice and praise my God. Because it's not about a feeling. It's about a God who's worthy. 
Are you using praise like you should? Are you using praise like you should? Are you praising when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it? See, here's the thing is in, I'm sorry, in Psalm 34 verse 1, I love this. It says this, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. That means I will praise the Lord all the time. When I feel good and when I don't, I'm going to praise the Lord. Come on, I will bless the Lord. At all times, he's good. The truth is, is that I learned just to worship God because he's good, not because my situation's good. Are you using praise like you should? Praise is a problem for your problem. Here's a couple of things that I want to tell you is praise is not about a preference. It's not about a preference. Preference has nothing to do with praise. And praise has nothing to do with denomination. You go to one of them hand-raising churches. You go to one of them crazy clapping churches. You go to one of them shouting churches. Yes, every church should be a crazy raising hands, shouting, clapping church. Because we serve a God who is alive and moving and doing stuff in our lives. That's why we worship. It has nothing to do with my preference. I don't praise God like I do because I want to. I praise God like I do because he wants me to. Here's the thing is it's not about my preference. It's about God's preference. Psalms 150 verse 1 through 6. Psalm 150, 1 through 6. It says this. Praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Well, Praise him with the sounding trumpet. Come on, somebody. Praise him with the harp and lyre. That's not your neighbor. That's an actual instrument. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Don't you bring a tambourine in here. We will tackle you. Praise him with strings and pipes. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath. If you're in this place and you're taking a breath, you should be praising your God. Praise the Lord. God is worthy of all the praise. And let me just tell you this. Here's the deal. Is that this word praise, we just have one word for it. And we think, well, praise is a fast song or praise is a slow song or praise is this or praise is that. We have this opinion. But I love this because the Bible actually, the, the word here is Hallel. I'm getting deep on you. Don't worry. I didn't say, I didn't say a cuss word. I said Hallel. <laughs> and this means to shine. Hence to make a show. To boast. Yes. And thus to be clamorously foolish. To rave. To celebrate. So here's what God is saying when he says, praise the Lord. He's saying, when you praise the Lord, you shine. When you praise the Lord, you make a show. When you praise the Lord, you boast about his goodness. When you praise the Lord, you act clamorously foolish. When you praise the Lord, you rave about how awesome he is. When you praise the Lord, you celebrate how incredible he has been in your life. See, God is wanting us to praise him like he wants us to praise him. And God's just saying this. If you begin to do that, God begins to change something. 
has nothing to do with what I like. It has everything to do with what he likes. And if we're really honest, we look at this word praise and we look at this verse and we understand that God is saying this is what you should do and this is how you should praise. But that looks a lot more like a football game than a Sunday morning service. You did not just go there. It looks a lot more like a football game than it does. A, a, here's the thing is, is that I've been to football games and I love football games. Nothing against it. I've seen a grown man take his shirt off in sub zero temperatures. It's cold out. Take his shirt off and have his belly painted. I'm not telling anybody to worship that way. Okay, just disclaimer, pause. We will for sure take you down. <laughs> Belly painted with a big block of cheese on his head. You're a grown dang man. And people go, just a really great fan. Just really excited about their team. Really excited about their chances this year. It's, it's, and people think it is completely normal, but somebody raises a hand in church. Get your purse, Susan. It's one of those hand raising churches. It's weird. You know how to praise because you're praising something. You're praising something. You're praising golf. You're praising a car. You're praising NASCAR. Come on, somebody. You're praising something. We know how to praise. But some reason we... we we get this mindset, well, I don't do that in church because that's undignified. That's exactly what God says. God says this, David is a man after my own heart. And, and David danced and praised like nobody else danced and praised and shouted and proclaimed God's goodness. Here's the thing is that the reason why the enemy is so against your praise and makes you think it's undignified is he knows how much power your praise has. And when you begin to lift your voice and praise your God, he, he knows that God changes the atmosphere a couple of years ago uh, my wife and I took uh, our kids to a Zach Brown concert don't judge me some of you are like you're not even saved my son loves Zach Brown and uh, we, we go to this outdoor concert and it's hot and uh, we, we find our seats, we get there, and I mean, the place is packed, it's awesome. And, uh, and from the moment Zach Brown walks onto the stage, to the moment they walk off the stage, every person in that place was standing on their feet, yes. clapping their hands, yes. singing at the top of their lungs. Yes. After the song was over, they shouted with all that they had. Here's the deal is that I have no problem with that. I have no problem with going to concerts. I have no problem with going to football games. I have no problem with going to a soccer game. I have no problem with that. But here's the thing is that I refuse to let my song for Zach Brown be louder than my song for God. 
I refuse to sing louder for them than I do for my God that I love and that has changed my life. Because I don't know if you know it or not. And maybe you're in this place and you're just checking this out. Zach Brown has never changed my marriage, but God has changed my marriage. Zach Brown has never set me free from an addiction, but God has set me free from addiction. Zach Brown has never washed away my sin, but my God has washed away my sin. Zach Brown has never gave me a plan and a purpose for my life, but my God has given me a plan and purpose for my life. Can I tell you, I don't know what you're in today, but God is better than whatever it is that you're praising when you walk out these doors. Praise God. God's good. He's worthy of all the praise. Why should we praise? A couple of things and I'm done. Your third service. Let's go. Why should we praise? Number one, because God has done more than you think he has. God has done way more for you than you think he has. The stuff that I know about gives me a reason to praise. I woke up this morning and took a breath. It's a reason to praise. I got in a truck that ran. It's a reason to praise. I am standing in tennis shoes and not dress shoes. It's a reason to praise. There are so many reasons to praise God. In fact, if I just go down the list and begin to thank God for everything that he's done. I got clean clothes on. It's a reason to praise. I live in a country where I can freely worship my God. It's a reason to praise. I'm sitting in an air-conditioning building. Thank God. It's a reason to praise. There's always a reason to praise God. Here's the thing, and that's just the stuff I know about. The, re- the stuff that I know about is a reason to praise, and the stuff that I don't know about is an even greater reason. Yes. Times that he watched over me, and I didn't even know it. Yes. Never run out of reasons to praise. I, I was I recently heard about a pastor who was preaching at a conference. And he's at this conference, and he's getting ready. You know, he's kind of getting ready to take the stage and getting prepped, and worship's going on. And he gets behind, or he gets in front of the lady who sings really loudly. Don't look back. And she didn't just sing loud. It wasn't loud and good. It was loud and bad. She clapped her hands, and she shouted, and she sang at the top of her lungs as bad. She hit every note but the right, right one, right? I mean, she was hitting every, she was all over the place. It was crazy. And he said, she's sitting there, and, and he's sitting there, and he's, he's trying to get in this zone. He's trying to worship God, and she's making it really hard. And the, a lady that was hosting him leaned over and said, isn't that awesome? And he thought, nope. Your idea of awesome and my idea of awesome are two different things. She said, no, what you don't understand is she, she just became a Christian. She was living on the streets addicted to drugs, and was a prostitute. And one of our teams went out and was witnessing to people. She gave her life to Jesus, and God set her free from addiction. Can I tell you, before you judge somebody's praise, you need to understand their journey. 
before you start going, well, what are you doing? Why are you lifting your hand? You don't know their journey. See, what she was doing in that moment was she saying, God, all the times that you've been good, you're worthy of praise. And all the times that I didn't even know you were being good, you're worthy of all the praise. All the times you protected me and all the times you kept me safe. I'm going to lift my voice and praise my God. Can I tell you that God has been so much better to you than you know he has? Second reason, I'm done. The reason why we praise is because praise changes our perspective. Can I tell you that God does not need to be reminded of who he is? He didn't wake up with an identity crisis today. Man, I hope that one church sings good because I'm feeling really down. I don't know if I can hold the universe together if Crystal doesn't sing. The reason why we worship is not because God needs to be reminded of who he is, because we need to be reminded of who he is. And when I begin to praise, I'm reminded of how big my God is and how small my problem is. It begins to shift my perspective. You ever walked into an environment and you feel like, man, everything is going wrong, and I lift my voice and I sing a song, and all of a sudden, man, I walk out and I feel like, man... I could take on a bear with a switch. It's because God's changed my perspective. He's let me know I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. When my son was born, he, had, he aspirated. And uh, originally everything seemed fine. Everything was good. But through the night, he began to get worse and worse and worse. His, his O2 sat was dropping very quickly wasn't doing good. They, they, they did an x-ray. They found the fluid on his lungs. They immediately started him on antibiotics. But the doctor said, we can't handle him here. We've got to send him to a, a better hospital. And so they called in an ambulance with a NICU team. They sent a whole team, two nurses and a paramedic. They come down. They load my son up, put him in the back of the ambulance. They're working, doing their thing. And my wife and I get in a little black Honda Civic. We're following behind an ambulance with my son. And what do you do in those moments? So we did the only thing that we, we knew to do, and we put on a CD. Come on, back in the days when we had CDs. It's just a praise and worship CD. We begin to say, God, you're good. God, you're worthy. God, I know that you love my son more than I do. God, I know that you're bigger than this problem. I know, and, and I just, we just began to worship God in that moment. And some of you are going, that sounds so crazy. But I know how powerful praise is. When I feel like praising God and when I don't feel like praising God, I know that he has the power to change not just my perspective, but my situation. We began to lift our voice and proclaim his goodness. Can I tell you that praise and worship is a two-way street? Because I lift my voice to God. God lifts me. When we got there, we knew, God, you got this. Son's going to be okay. 
Bear's going to take, live to fight another day. He's going to do it. He's going to be good. And seven days later, we walked out. Maybe you're here today and you're going, man, I don't know how this is going to work out. And everything seems bad in my life. And, and I have a bad perspective and it's all negative. Can I tell you, it's time to praise. Maybe you're here today and you're going, man, everything is going good in my life. Nothing seems to be going wrong. You're in a great place. Guess what? It's time to praise. Maybe you're here today and your marriage is falling apart. Can I tell you today, it's time to praise because God God is saying this, that praise is a problem for your problem. And when you begin to lift your voice and proclaim his goodness, he comes in and can change your situation. Are you using praise like you should? With every head bowed, every eye closed. And Lord, for every person in here, I just feel that there's some people in here and it feels like you're going through hell on earth. Praise is a problem for your problem. Begin to lift your voice. He's worthy of all praise. Lord, right now, I just thank you that you've given us this amazing gift called praise God thank you that when we lift our voice you lift us Lord for every person in this room right now that Lord they're going through something difficult or they're going through something hard Lord right now I pray I thank you God that you are the prince of peace God I thank you right now that you are the God that's with us and Lord right now we just declare that you are good Lord it doesn't mean our circumstances are good but you are good no matter what we're going through and Lord we just declare right now Lord I thank you that you're going to invade that situation God that you are going to come in like a flood Lord I thank you your hand is on their life thank you for it it's time to praise with every head bowed every eye closed no one's looking around and maybe you're in this place and you don't know Jesus you never ask him to be the Lord of your life you never ask him into your heart it's not about religion it's about a relationship the God who loves you friend If you're in this place and you say, Brian, I don't know Jesus. I've never asked him into my heart, but today I want to. Maybe you're here and you prayed that prayer and you've asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, but you walked away from that relationship. You know you're not living the way you should. Today you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you forward. But if you say, Brian, that's me. I need Jesus in my life for the first time. I'm going to rededicate my life to Jesus today. With every head bowed, every eyes closed. I'm going to count to three. I'm just going to ask you to slip your hand up and put it right back down. We're going to pray a prayer all together as a church family. And I believe when you pray this prayer, if you believe it in your heart, your life will never be the same. Brian, that's me. I need Jesus in my life for the first time. One. Brian, that's me. Today, I want to rededicate my life to Jesus, too. Brian, will you pray with me? Three. Just put your hands up. Come on, put your hands up. Amen. we pray this prayer together as a church family say Lord Jesus forgive me of my sin take my sin and by your grace I take your righteousness I make you the Lord of my life I give you all that I am I hold nothing back in Jesus name and everybody said
Amen. Come on, give it up for every person that prayed that prayer today. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, we are so excited. We want to celebrate with you. If you would stop by one of our Connect tables, we want to celebrate with you and make sure you have everything you need as you begin this incredible journey of faith. At One Church, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, join us by investing in others today. You can go to IamOneChurch.com slash give. Thanks for watching, and we hope you have a great week.